What's good, all you great, grand, wonderful, fantastic individuals out there in the universe? Welcome to another episode of Creatively Disrespectful. I am your host, Demetria, as always, uh, and it is Wednesday, April 12th, so it's the middle of April, that went by quick, and... <clears throat> I can sure, or I am sure you can tell from the title of this episode that uh, we are about to get into it. So, you know what? I'm not even going to prolong this intro. Let's just get ready to start the show. So it is um, post-workout time for me. I decided maybe some weeks ago that I was going to start going back to uh, OTF, uh, Orange Theory Fitness, for some of you people. A lot of you know that I ended up going there for, I want to say probably about a good seven or eight months, um, starting the August after my father had passed, it was a way to to be 100 with you, find a place to put this pain, and it was good until uh, it wasn't. And the wasn't came from the fact that I had uh, I had some downtime, and so I said I would start uh, working there over the slow season for me business wise because they needed help and I pulled some you know I pulled some part-time shifts there and uh, the experience went the way that many experiences have been going when I've been out here so I can wrap this all together and let's just say that a letter to HR had to be written and I had a phone call with HR and eventually um, I just quit like uh, well I was quitting in that time frame too anyway but so were other people and I <clears throat> when I went back just as a regular member again it was a really uncomfortable situation so I just got rid of my membership altogether so here we are a year later the whole staff has changed the dynamic and the vibe of the studio has changed and so now I'm I'm back. So anyway, right now what I'm doing is my post-workout cool down. And it felt like the perfect time to talk about some things. <sighs> so Easter weekend, y'all. Easter weekend. I had the uh, drop-off that I've been doing for the kids at this rehabilitation facility. And I had a sold-out cooking class, and I had an event to get ready for. And that's a lot of work, yo. It's a lot of work. There are lots of things that need to be done, lots of moving pieces, lots of prep work, shopping, 
and all of those good things. And I was <clears throat> so far with the situation with the kids, it has been kind of great when it comes to my interactions with the kids and the staff that serves them on the weekend. However, this particular week, um, somebody decided to send in a very pointed, detailed email about my service and the quality and the products that are being produced and getting dropped off. And for reading through the email, it was lots of lies. Like, I don't know, have you ever been in an experience where someone is referencing something uh, on behalf of a group, yet from going through everything, you can tell that it's very pointed and specific and solo to that particular person. And that's what this was. She referenced this email as if um, there were a lot of things that a lot of people didn't care for. And it was really just her not wanting to eat the options that were there or just complaining about things and saying there's no variety and and there's not enough food and we're always out of food on Saturday but then when I talk to staff they ask me you know like we need containers or something like what should we do with all this leftover food and I'm like because we have to just throw it away and it's really sad to see all this food go to waste so I'm talking to them about the egregious amount of waste and you're telling me that there's not enough food so now you want me to work harder just to watch my more of my food go in the trash so yeah that was a very that was just annoying and frustrating to me because I work so hard as it is and to literally have someone I don't know feel like they're tattletaling on me or like well there's not this there's not that and it's like no there is there's all of these things like there I guess are just not things that you want and so then you frame it as if this is not a thing and so when I'm talking to her on the phone about everything she kind of rolled back all her statements and that's really frustrating and annoying to me because if it's like if it's just about you just say the situation is about you it doesn't have to be all this other extra stuff especially when it's untrue statements so that happened going into Easter weekend and then um an issue happened with the concierge service that I work with where somebody did something incorrectly and it totally affected my work and uh, like I mean to the point that my business bank account got frozen because some something was put in in a way that it wasn't supposed to be and I had to be on the phone with multiple people and be at a standstill and that was really frustrating and annoying and then I had my sold out class on Saturday night that had no helper and the helper that I did have was someone who had not done this at this capacity before so it just added on to a more stressful experience for me and all of that culminated into me like really thinking about the fact that oftentimes I am very meticulous and detailed and uh, I over communicate things when it comes to professionalism and logistics of all the things that I do business wise. And I do that because 
as we've all talked about multiple times before, I have to be 10 times better than my counterparts to not even be treated with a smidge of the respect. Y'all heard me say this. And so like any little thing that I do gets misconstrued. Like I guarantee you because when I saw this email, I contacted this lady directly so that she could tell me exactly what her concerns were. And (laughs) from this uh, talk, it was, I knew it was I knew it was bullshit and I'm pretty sure that at the end of that I was referenced as unprofessional and probably um difficult to work with and just an angry black woman because that happens a lot and because one of the things that has happened in lots of spaces that I have been in when I end up being the first I don't try to be the first black woman that ends up in these spaces however the universe has given me that task and when I do show up there I don't take it lightly but I still work at the same capacity and level that I would work anywhere but for some reason that's always surprising to people well well, how are you so organized well how how do you have all this together well I mean this seems like it's just so much to like keep in line I'm like because I'm a professional. What she Angela said? She's a professional. And that's why all of this stuff runs like this. Like <laughs> the gift and the curse of being the first means that I set the precedent. The problem with that also is multiple times I end up leaving these establishments because they don't know how to treat me because things that people say on the byline and into into me in various ways is kind of you should be grateful that you were given the opportunity to be here so you know take these scraps take this disrespect and just you know just be grateful that you're in the room because we didn't have to allow your kind in here and it happens so freaking often and I often say to myself when I end up in these spaces that no one like me has looked or no one who's looked like me has ended up in I've always said well why though do y'all ever sit back and look back at yourselves and wonder why there has not been someone who looks like me in these particular positions you don't see nothing wrong with that Yet I see everything wrong with that. But again, I'm supposed to be grateful. I'm supposed to bow and and be so happy that you have allowed me and graced me with the ability to be here. Meanwhile, it has nothing to do with the merit of my work. It has nothing to do with the fact that I have worked and built a reputation to be able to do what I do at the capacity that I do it. It has nothing to do with that. And so I find myself in these bubbles where it's like, damn, this was good until it wasn't. And it's always because of people's entitledness, their biasness, and they're downright disorganization. Majority of the times these places are not organized and I'm way more organized than them. 
And I have to be the one to bite the bullet and say, hey, this, 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 and this, like things should be like this. And then that makes me argumentative. And then that makes me difficult. And then that makes me, well, this is why we never hire y'all. And it's like, and people say shit like that, y'all. Man, people say it. And I just be sitting here sometimes like, you know, you realize that that's disrespectful. It's off-putting. Like all of these sideline comments and (sighs) certain stuff that y'all say sometimes that are devaluing. It's devaluing to a person that just because they do things a little bit differently than you would because I'm not allowed to lean on mediocrity. I'm not allowed to lean on mediocrity. I have to be perfect. So any little mistake that I were to make, I would never hear the end of. So because of that, because I have to consistently keep my stuff, my ducks in line and everything in order, I'm the bad guy. And it's like, yo, why is that I think the first time I heard that phrase in particular like you should be grateful that you were allowed to be here was during 2020 uh I have many stories from uh, 2020 driving all around Texas doing events which I've heard me talk about before but like those particular adventures are further broken down and developed in the book that's coming and um, there was this sense of well you should be glad that you are actually out here working because other people aren't able to work right now and I'm like well I mean for what my career field is yeah I'm out here because people are booking me because they don't want to leave their house and they don't want to go to restaurants. And I provide a very specific service uh, that is an experience. And there's a certain way that I do events that if you can't go to a restaurant, it's going to feel like that. I remember during 2020, I used to bring my little speaker like I always have with me when I'm prepping. And I used to play... um, restaurant ambiance tracks in the back when people were eating where it was like you could hear other people talking and hear glasses and and chatter and stuff where it would make you feel like you were in an actual restaurant and I did that so that the experience could feel a bit more authentic and people could really genuinely check out of the chaos of the world and be in this dining experience for the two hours that I'm there so having someone say to me well you know you should just be grateful that you got hired and so that I should just take any kind of treatment and people not adhering to rules and regulations and things had to change I mean I added I will think five to six clauses to my private event contract because of misbehavior and ungratefulness that happened during the pandemic people like I don't know I just I thought that people were going to be better and they were worse and in my opinion continue to be worse and that's been a common thread throughout particular experiences which is why I say all the time 
I am a private chef and not a personal chef. I am not interested in working for one client because I have learned that every time I try to take on one particular client for an elongated amount of time, it's good until it isn't. Um, Like the stock traders that I was working for in a condo out of downtown that decided to move from said condo to a house that wasn't even finished being built. And I am cooking on a makeshift kitchen that I built up outside on the patio because there's no kitchen for me to work out of. And I'm not about to destroy and rebuild my home kitchen every single day when I'm going there Monday through Friday because y'all haven't provided me a space to cook out of. I remember the very last experience they tried to say, well, you can cook in the attic. We're going to move stuff around from where we actually do production in the attic and you can cook out of there. No, no. So like that was a thing. And then um, uh, I had a particular meal prep client who would want me to come to her house go into her garage, go through her deep freezer, see what meat and stuff she had in her deep freezer and take that and build her meals around it. No. I had another client who wanted me to drive 20, 25 minutes to do her delivery, but then she would pay whenever she felt like it. Like she would not adhere to the due dates for when you needed to actually approve the menu and then she would try to change stuff at the last minute and then pay whenever she felt like paying as opposed to when the actual due dates was no and now we're back here again where like I said before the kids have been great but the adults have been ridiculous and some of them are making demands about things that have nothing to do with them or people were contacting me all last week on my off time in reference to a project for one of the children that again had nothing to do with them and that's just annoying so in that respect I just realized that I can't like what I do and what I offer is not for everybody And I am selective about who I work with now. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm also not going to apologize for having the standards that I do and wanting people to adhere to those standards. If you are paying me for a particular service, then there is a particular service that I'm going to provide at a particular level. You would want me to be on top of my game all the time, but I'm supposed to just be cool with everything that I may or may not even agree with because at least you got booked for this service. I just don't believe in that. I honestly don't. All money is a good money. And I, my integrity and um, the value of my work is important to me. Some people can say that it, some of it is prideful and that's fine. Uh, I feel like I should take pride in my work. I feel like I should stand up for my work and how it should be received and how it should be um, revered. I feel like revered is like kind of braggadocious. How it should be appreciated. I put a lot of time and effort into what I do and I feel like if I don't stand up for my values and my principles and my standards then who will and again 
I'm in a space where it's mine and I'm allowed to say no. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I guess for some people coming from a face like mine, it makes me uppity. And, oh, you think you better than the rest of them. Oh, we supposed to treat you better than how we treat all the rest of the rest. And it's like, nah, like I should be treated with the same amount of respect that you would treat anybody. And if this is how you normally treat everybody, then you just need to reassess your practices all together. Uppity. I am uppity, according to legend. So I don't know, man. I really don't know, y'all. Like, I, I be sitting out here doing the best that I can, which we all are doing at this point now because of how everything is moving. And yet... If it gets too crazy, y'all already know that I will hit the block and find a different way to survive because I'm not going to continue to take the devaluing. Not anymore. I feel like this one went all over the gamut and uh, that was not, that was, (laughs) it was not the intention. Um, I just don't understand why it's so hard for people to have respect for those that are in service-based industries like it's it's like it's this constant referencing as if if you provide a service of some sort you are owned by these people for that time frame and it's like no this is not ownership I own me not the clients that I serve you are a client you are not my owner I am not property uppity negro Till the next time, you guys, uh, stay safe out there. Educate yourself on the Tennessee Three. Um, this thing with the drag banning is stupid. Uh, and invest in gold and water. Because anytime that the dollar loses value because of inflation, the prices of gold and silver go up. Just FYI. Till the next time, y'all. Bye.